We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Base. This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Wednesday, June 21st, also known as NBA Draft Eve. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got J.D. Silva with me. Fellas. I've also got Taylor Peterson here. NBA Draft Eve. An NBA uh, Draft Eve the entire day, really, not just the evening, Mm -hmm. has lived up to the hype. It's been good. Definitely has. Uh, before we dive in to the show tonight with all of our draft predictions and hot takes and peering into the crystal ball. That was your cue to play the crystal ball sounder, Silva. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> there we go. want to let you guys know a few things. Number one, we are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. Tomorrow night on Draft Night. We will be coming live to you here on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, 6.30 p.m. We'll go live 30 minutes before the draft starts. We're going to talk about all the slop that comes out tomorrow during the day. Uh, Tomorrow is my one in-office day of the week, so you can expect a lot of slop while I am busy. (laughs) J.D. uh, Silva, myself, and Taylor will all be in the same (coughs) excuse me, same room, hanging out, <laughs> talking about the lead-up to the NBA draft. Justin will be joining us remote. I believe Nick will be popping in and out, joining us remote as well, as we will take you through the entire first round of the draft, including the Thunder pick at number 12. Or maybe it's not at 12. We'll see. But it's going to be a blast. It's going to be our fourth time doing this. I think it's Silva's second draft yep. live stream with us yep. uh taylor and i have done all four uh well three and then tomorrow night and, will be yeah, four. four wait what was the one three years ago 
I mean, the very it, first one was the Poku draft whenever it was COVID and we were all remote. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. inc- sorry. I thought you meant in person. I was like, well, we nope, did it two, my years house ago, two years ago. Two years ago, we were, year we were at your place. <laughs> last year, we were at my place. Gotcha. It is a blast. We're going to have so blast. much fun covering this draft with you guys, having all of you uh, in the chat, hanging out, asking questions, reacting to all the picks with us, all the trades with us. I can't wait. I think on average, there's like in the first round, there's like nine trades or something per year. It's just going to be a wild night. It's going to be so much fun. So make sure wherever you're watching the draft from, whether it be your living room, you're at a draft party, uh, you're hanging out with your friends, you're at the bar, whatever, uh, pull up the YouTube stream, hop in the comments, watch us, listen to us while we go through the draft with you. Uh, It's going to be a really, really fun time. And then obviously after the draft, we will have our post-draft podcast. We may do that one really late, uh, or maybe we'll do it on Friday. I'm not sure when we plan on doing it because we probably want to get Sam Presti quotes. Uh, Mm -hmm. That feels like something that's pretty important. So with all that being said, and then right after the draft, we're going to start free agency content. And then right after free agency content, we are flying out to Vegas for the summer league. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be my first summer league. It's my first time I get to go. I'm so excited. You have so much fun. You, you tell me I could see Chet in two weeks? Two weeks? Two weeks. Oh, Chet. Chet play how basketball. I miss you. <laughs> Chet All right. Chetty. Let's get into it, guys. To start off the show, you know we got to do it. It's time for a roundup of the slot. <laughs> Now that's a lot of slop. <laughs> Never Lots of slop coming out today. So let's Sloppy. start. Let's start with the big one that is kind of crazy. A three-team deal is in the works that would send Washington's Kristaps Porzingis to the Boston Celtics, Malcolm Brogdon from the Celtics over to the LA Clippers, and then Washington would get. Uh, a handful of spare parts and that are expiring contracts and a pick from the Clippers. Woj talked about this. Uh, no, not about this trade. This trade will have to get finished up tonight because Porzingis still has to opt into his contract. I he could technically him. choose to opt out and oh, then none easy. of this goes through. Yes. Do it. Chaos. Which is kind of crazy. Uh, Quick thoughts on this proposed three-team trade. thought it was a really good move by Boston. I like it the most for Boston. Uh, they had a surplus at guard. They flipped one of those guards uh, that was injured in the playoffs last year for a position of need. Uh, Chris Stapps, I think, immediately immediately becomes the most like offensively versatile big that they have like by a lot. He can play the pick and roll. He can pick and pop. Kind of do it all, um, and that's that's desperately needed there. They can't really like run; they don't have like a pick and roll big uh, necessarily. So that's the guy, and they got him, and hopefully he can stay healthy. He's a great fit for Boston. Mm-hmm. I think he's really, really good. Clippers, like, okay, I don't got know. Malcolm Brogdon. Like, I'm not sure what other high ceiling but low floor injury prone guy. Like, he fits right in. He does. Speaking it's, of uh, swap. One of the things we don't have in the document that I just now realized, speaking of the Clippers, Mark Stein last night reporting that 
the Los Angeles Clippers are at least gauging value of Paul George across the league. Uh, mentioned him in the same breath as that number three overall pick to Portland. Could the Clippers be looking to break this thing up? I don't know what their avenue is. <laughs> I, I really don't. I think it would have to be a um, it'd have to be an offer that obviously blows them away, which I know is we've heard that with the Blazers at 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 pick three, the Hornets at pick two. It is interesting though, and obviously shows you how hesitant they are, as they should be, to give Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, um, you know, what is it that additional they can opt in with that player option. I think each of them on after year four, which is just ridiculous money for two players who haven't really played a whole lot. And then obviously they would be negotiating new contracts with each of them. And so I could totally see why they would be gauging value for these two players, um, particularly Paul George, but I don't know. I find it very unlikely. Um, and I, I almost think it's, it's kind of feels like a secondhand, Secondhand rumors, I think, coming from other teams and just the impression like, oh, uh, you know, same thing like Shay with the Thunder. It's well, they're actually willing to listen now when we call them instead of just hanging up the phone. Right. Um, and I don't know. Just kind of my initial thoughts. You want to hear a crazy stat? Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers games played by season 57, 52, 0, 52. Paul George with the Clippers. Games played per season. 48, 54, 31, 56. Not great. That's insane. And we got yeah. you, you can't you can't give those guys <laughs> like max extensions moving forward. And we got no. Shea and we got um Dub and we got all these different future first round picks and pick swaps. Like it's just really insane when you think about it in hindsight already. I cannot imagine being Steve Ballmer or a Clippers fan and just banking on two guys that are never healthy to just randomly stay healthy one year. Cannot imagine that. Think but it's time it puts to blow butts it up. and seats, and they're about to build this new arena, and they want yeah. somebody flashy there to headline blow that. Blow it up. Like, blow you can, it yeah, up. You're, like, you're right. They can blow it up, but also those are diminished. Kawhi and PG, I think, are greatly diminished assets at this point. Like, if it's, for example, if it's Scoot at three, and the Clippers offer Paul George to Portland for three and salary matching. I'm not doing that if I'm Portland, right? Like, would you guys do that? Would you trade Scoot for PG? I don't think Portland will. If I'm the Clippers, I'd do that deal in a heartbeat, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was my thought. Right. Recoup what you lost and start to move forward um, mm -hmm. with a new young superstar to build around long term. But again, this is a big market, an owner who's about to build a new arena and has the cash to just throw out stars to come and join him. And mm -hmm. um, I get it. It's a different world than the team that we cover. Right. But still uh, now going back to uh, while, you, while you guys were talking, I was looking for Kevin O'Connor's piece that uh, I guess say it's a piece. It was really kind of like a post reaction to the Bradley bill trade. And he talked a little bit about Chris Tops Porzingis. The thing that stood out to me the most, a set that he threw out there, is uh, points per post-up in 22-23. Kristaps was first at 1.29 points per game ahead of Jokic at 1.26, Luka Doncic, and Joel Embiid, and Pascal Siakam. Uh, there was another one as well. It's really interesting. Points per closeout, he ranked fourth. Uh, ahead of him only was Luka Doncic, 
Brandon Ingram, Kawhi Leonard. All that being said, he had uh, Porzingis had an incredible season last year, and I love this swing for the Celtics, assuming that he could stay healthy. Right, is kind of the big thing here. But I love what they're doing. I mean, you're essentially trading one injury-prone player for another, and the Celtics are getting a player that fits what they want perfectly. Right, they have a starting caliber point guard playmaker that they've been needing for years, ever since they made the Kawhi. Well, I call it the Kawhi PG trade, the PG trade, and acquired Kawhi. Um, anyways, all that being said, I really like this for the Celtics. I like it for the Wizards because they're obviously building in the right direction. I don't know. It's it's a very interesting trade. And like Jacob mentioned, if Porzingis doesn't opt in and blows it all up, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> well, I floated the idea to you guys about what if the Thunder just took on Chris Stapp's Porzingis just traded the contract in the cap space for a year. And what would we think about that? And it looks like that's no longer the case. Uh, but just kind of an interesting thought experiment. Let's move on to some more slop. Draft-related, Cam Whitmore seems to be sliding down draft boards. He was seen going as high as number four to Houston. Looks like that's no longer the case. Sliding all the way down to nine in some mock drafts. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Whitmore tomorrow night. It sounds like a combination of maybe some medical concerns uh, coupled with just some some bad workouts that have been reported. I think it's interesting. Uh, he's a interesting player, right? Like, I don't think he fits with the Thunder because he doesn't have like the passing, like connectiveness upside. Ooh. But uh, okay, Wojbom stuff. Wojbom right here. As soon as we talked about the oh. three team trade, the three team talks on a Porzingis Brogdon deal with the Celtics, Wizards, and Clippers have fallen apart. Sources tell ESPN sides are moving on. Wow. Oof. So, uh, wow, Oof. that probably means Porzingis isn't opting in. Hey, you're that uh, is Porzingis insane. to OKC. I mean, honestly, I, I do like the idea. Uh, again, no slop necessarily. Maybe this isn't a, a slop, uh, something to to talk about here in the slop section. But, oh my God, um, it's a player at the Thunder have previously good timing. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Perfect timing. You would have, dude, thought- if he tweeted that the Thunder are looking to acquire Porzingis. I would like shit my pants on the podcast right now. <laughs> uh, oh, that toast crunch I just ate would come right back out. Did they not <laughs> ask Chris Stapps what the likelihood of him opting in would be? Before you would think that trade? would be step one. Maybe Chris Stapps is going to opt in. I don't know. You would think that would be step one. Speaking of the Washington mm. Wizards, I know we got to talk about Ken Whitmore. Report out today that Kyle Kuzma is looking for $30 million a season. I was like, dude. I mean, Kyle, go get your bag, but that's wild. That's a lot yeah. of money. Um, do you guys think Whitmore slides out of the top 10? No. No. I, I just think the upside is too great. I think somebody at some point looks at the like the cost-benefit analysis and says that maybe it's Washington at 8. Maybe it's Utah at 9. Maybe it's Indiana at 7. I don't know, but I think somebody looks at that and said, up, seeing him mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, I just think somebody him. looks at it and says the the upside is too good. Even if it busts, like the you can't take him at number three if you think he's going to be injury prone or he's mm-hmm. bad or whatever. But at seven, eight, nine, you just take the swing. Correct. You know, at some totally. point, somebody's got to pull off the band-aid. He's a rare archetype of player. You know, an on-ball, bigger wing. Crazy athlete, 
you think he has some some like three level scoring potential, you gotta take the swing, like you said. Definitely. Um got a lot of I see a lot of Miles Bridges in him. On court, Miles Bridges, obviously not off court. Yeah. Miles that's Bridges. what I've thought too. It's like a weird comp to make because of the whole off the off the court mm-hmm. stuff, but totally. Wasn't he on Twitter recently, like egging people on? He was. He said like not, not the best look for a guy me. that just got charged with domestic violence. Yeah. No. No. And wants True. to get back in the league. Um not what the you're best. saying is Cam Whitmore at two to the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> <laughs> um more draft slop. Word around the league is that Utah wants to trade up in this draft and would be targeting Anthony Black. It sounds like Anthony Black is rapidly climbing up draft boards. Um, Orlando may be interested in him at six. I was about to say Keith Fisher. Jake Fisher today mentioned that if Orlando took him at six, they would probably look look to move on from somebody like Cole Anthony or Jalen Suggs. I'm still a big Jalen Suggs guy, by the way. So six at Orlando is a possibility. Um, I think eight at Washington. I think Washington would love to get him. That's what the the the, the slop is saying. And whenever you listen closely to the slop, uh, you put your ear up to it. It Multiple says slops tell the uncontested. Yeah, it says Anthony Black to Washington at eight. Right, but and then it sounds like Utah wants to jump those teams so they can get him before he falls to to six or eight, which would mean a trade at five with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, thoughts on the Anthony Black stock, gentlemen? It must feel good to be Anthony Black right now, just to feel wanted, you know. <laughs> just <laughs> so like the, do we like need the... to uh, talk about some some needs? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's, he's like here the, on the podcast. He is like the darling of this draft right now. It's, Absolutely. He's, he's up, he's up, he's up, he's up. Because originally, it, when Mox first came out, he was like in OKC's range more so. Yeah. And he's just been kind steadily climbing the whole time. Yeah, people don't want to miss out on on the rare, the Josh Giddy type of... Do you guys think Josh Giddy existing and being successful has like inadvertently increased this uh, Anthony Black stock as well? Just because we have seen that archetype work already? It could. It definitely could. And he's drawn like Josh Giddy comps. And people see that as like an overall very positive thing. Right. No, I think that's a great point, Silva. Um, Obviously, you know, we saw Josh have a similar trajectory and even kind of was a surprise to be taken at six until we realized that the Warriors were very interested, you know, Mm -hmm. with him at seven. But I also think about Anthony Black's obviously really impressive point of attack defense, his length that he's able to use the athleticism still struggles around the rim. Some there's concerns about his jumper, but again, just like you mentioned that high IQ able to read the floor at such a high level as a playmaker, both with the ball and without it, he moves well without the ball has that positionless size that we talk so much about and is great defender. Like I, I totally see, I'm not super shocked by this. I bet you the Warriors would love to have him now. Speaking of people looking at Anthony Black and like comparing him to Josh Giddy and that being a, a positive thing, I just think people keep forgetting. Last season, Josh Giddy averaged 17, 8, and 6 on 48% from the field, 32% from three. It's absurd. That's Still can't. 17, 8, and 6 is stupid, dude. Like, that's so good yeah. for a kid that 
was 20 years old. And was yeah, like, there's players in this draft older than he is still. Like that's incredible. And when the lights got brighter in that play-in game against New Orleans, he was fantastic. He freaking cooked. Yeah, he was like one I of think the people like before. I've heard people, and we'll get to the Mitchich stuff in a second. I've heard people talk like, oh, if Mitchich actually does come over, um, if they do actually find the missing submarine, um <laughs> like Mitchich would start, maybe move Giddy to the bench. Like, what? Put down the crack pipe. Stop smoking <laughs> meth out of your Dr. Pepper can. Like Josh Giddy, the jump from year one to year two, insane. Like he's so good. Anyways, two more pieces of slop we got to get to. This is maybe my favorite one. The San Antonio Spurs have been making calls around the league looking to get back into the lottery. Most teams believe that they would be targeting Victor Wembanyama's teammate, Bilal Koulibaly. Love this. Like such a, an incredibly smart move from San Antonio. And Koulibaly, first of all, just him as a prospect in a vacuum going to an organization like San Antonio Spurs is a match made in heaven, right? And yes, there's obviously that Tony Parker, French point guard slash wing connection that you can make there. But I also think it's an incredible opp oppor opportunity for him to be able to develop and hone in on his skills and a great developmental program. Um, but him playing alongside one of his teammates and very close friends and Victor and keeping Victor happy long-term. I mean, what a, just a, again, match made in heaven. Um, I think it's an incredibly wise target, I guess you call it at this point for the Spurs. And I'm curious how they would be able to go about doing that. Given cool obviously uh, the interest that he has from other lottery teams. And apparently the Spurs desire or lack thereof to not trade either of, um, gosh, why am, am I going to The sell or uh, Kelvin Johnson, thank you. <laughs> so I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to follow, but it's going to take, I think, at least one of those guys to get up in that range to get him in, to get Cole Bali. I actually... Did they swap with Dallas? That's then? That's what I want to say. I, oh, I, sorry. No, no, sorry. no. No, we can we can merge here because I remember seeing a rumor from Gavoni that Jakob Pertl prefers to not be in a rebuilding situation next year. You know, Jakob Pertl's in Toronto, right? Is he really? Yeah, he got traded at the trade deadline, my guy. <laughs> anyway, you keep going. <laughs> Is he really? Hey, but Jacob's favorite, Zach Collins, starting center hey. for the San Antonio Spurs. We're back. I don't know if the Spurs would move Kelton Johnson for 10, but I think that's what it would take. I think Kelton would be really good in Dallas. Oh, yeah, in Dallas. That's okay. That's a good point. It'd be awesome. And then they take Actually, that's Bilal. That's a really good point. Now, if I'm the Thunder at 12, when Koulibaly sitting there, and I can get Devin Vassell. Call him up. Three of how these uh, conversations. Him. That's right. That's right. I They're not giving up. I mean, it would have to be Thunder give 12 and like future assets or 12 and like let them get all the Frenchmen Oose and give them like Oose. Plus, yep, exactly. And I just I the three longest Frenchmen ever assembled Akula Bali, Usman Jang, Victor Wembenyama, three, four, five. Oh, gosh. That'd be hey, Maladones out there. You just throw um, them all together. Vassell I think Vassell, would be what so if, awesome. What if it was... Oh my gosh, I just went completely blank. Who's the kid they drafted last year? The so Baylor kid. Spurs? So, yeah. Oh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan. What if you could just call and say, hey, we'll do Sohan for 12. 
they wouldn't do it. That's actually a perfect fit next to but Chet. It is. <laughs> it is the perfect fit next to Chet. Yeah, I don't think they do it. It'd be fun, though. It'd be so much fun. All right. Last piece of slop. I took real, like, psychic damage from that purdle thing. <laughs> Roll for damage. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. I'm just, I'm going to say the words, and then you guys take over. <laughs> Vasily Michich has flown to Oklahoma City. God damn right. <laughs> Spot at Carlson's next to Coach K. And, um... Actually, I, I do want to take over for a second. <laughs> JD, mm-hmm. if you were part of the Thunder front office and Vasily Michich, his... NBA agent, because he's got multiple agents. His NBA agent uh, is with Wasserman, I believe. Uh, used to work in the OKC front office. He's now an agent. He has got Vasily Micic to get on an airplane and fly over to Oklahoma City. You've got to wine and dine this man and try to finally convince his ass to sign an NBA contract. Where are you taking him for his evening in Oklahoma City? Oh, oh, wow. This, this is an easy one. I'm going to go ahead and uh, interject here. So, Please. Like, he's just taking them straight to the Silva household. We're doing a little homemade beef stroganoff <laughs> and uh, maybe some sides. That's a great point. My vote was take him to Brahms. <laughs> yeah. Silva, where, where are you? If you got to get this, uh, this Serbian Turkish national player to sign a contract in Oklahoma City, where are you taking him to? I really don't. I really have no idea. I don't eat at places as fancy as what this. Mitch's you don't have to go to a fancy place. You got to show him Oklahoma City. Oh. You got to show him the streets, my guy. Oh well, put him down show at the, the press. Streets. Give him a bunch of fried chicken covered in buffalo sauce. Tell him to get on the court. I actually did that once. I ate the the buffalo chicken <laughs> mac and then went and played pickup. Uh, that's funny. It was awful. Um, <laughs> There is something to him being in Oklahoma City the week before the week of the NBA draft. Like there is something yeah, to that. Undoubtedly. Maybe he is going to sign and play with the Thunder. Maybe the Thunder are working with him, letting him talk to other teams to find out where who would give him playing time and then trade his rights. The Thunder aren't going to sign and then trade him, I don't think, because if you sign him, I don't think you can trade him to like January or something. So it would be a trading his rights. Some people are are taking crazy pills and saying that he would start for the Thunder. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Uh, some people are taking real crazy pills and saying like, "You don't bring him over and don't give him thirty minutes a game, and he's gonna fit like a, like you've never watched the dude play NBA basketball before. He's twenty nine years old. The last time we had a high level Euro player come over here was uh, what was his name, Silva? Gabby Deck. No, the one that played with the Clippers. Oh, Milos Teodosic, I think is what it is. Yeah, yeah, that guy came over here, looked like he was a Beatles uh, who listens to My Chemical <laughs> Romance and couldn't guard a cardboard cutout on the floor. Like, he can make yeah. all the passes, he can shoot, but couldn't defend to save his life. Like, it might be the same for Mitchich as well. What do you guys make of this? Is Are we going to hear anything about Mitchich moving forward? Is something going to happen because I am getting more pissed off the longer I talk about this guy. I don't even 
I mean, I barely even knew this guy was real until two days ago when this report came out or whenever it came out. It was like, it's like there's Bigfoot, there's like Mothman, and then there's Mitchich. Um, apparently, he is real. I'm looking at a picture of him now. Um, no, he I don't think this. It doesn't make any sense for him to get minutes. To me, it does not make any sense for him to get minutes on this Thunder team. Why? Why do? Why are we subbing in a 29-year-old from Europe? Who? I mean, if he's coming to the NBA finally after all this talk, you would think he'd want to like really compete somewhere, like go to the Clippers or the Knicks or somewhere like that, um, and and try and truly compete. So I don't. I think once a big role, right? If he's coming like, here, I assume it's like, hey, can you move me somewhere else if I want to come here? Agree completely. That would be the uh, one of the two scenarios that I would rank first. The second being obviously uh, he's down to do a deal with the Thunder. Um, the Thunder could obviously give him the money and the contract that he's looking for, but for a role of like coming off the bench and 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 again to your point, Silva. Even if you do give him that role off the bench, then you're you're limiting the upside of guys like Usman Jang and his development and. Shoot, even Trey Mann for keeping him on this team. What if you um, take a guard at Trey Williams? Like it's right. just yeah, right. You, you, the this yeah, right. Whoever you end up picking in this draft as well, like it just doesn't not make a lot of sense for this team. And obviously, we know how. I, I think there's a lot of Thunder fans who are excited about it because getting a little impatient. They're excited to start to compete, and Chet's going to be awesome and amazing. And J Dub's already so good, and uh, Shea is amazing and a superstar. And I get it, I really do but you have to continue to be patient and also think about what Presti has preached over and over. Bringing in a Mitchich on this team does not fit into what he's been talking about. And so I think you're spot on there. Silva, Jacob, I think you're smart, uh, spot on and, and your fears uh, probably won't come to fruition because I think it will likely be that he will be moved to another NBA team. If that is what he's truly wanting to do and the Thunder can get good value for that or fair value. Do we do an emergency podcast if he gets moved? Yeah, we like, we honestly should just to get Jacobs, maybe just like a solo Jacob. Yeah, just Jacob for like, sure. Thank God, taken off of <laughs> emergency all streaming platforms. Emergency relief podcast. Yeah, and Jacob. A lot of people have talked about <sighs> like, oh, could you do Mitchich and something to to trade for pick ten or get pick seventeen from the the Lakers or a pick from somebody else who uh, needs a point guard. Like here's the thing. Mitchich, I'm not going to say a throw in, but like his rights were kind of just tossed in to the, the Al Horford trade from Philly. No team is giving up a good asset for this guy. Like you've never seen him play NBA basketball before. I don't care what his overseas accolades are. The NBA is something different. You are not giving up pick 17 for a 29-year-old. It's just not happening. Like, if the Thunder make a draft night trade, maybe you see Mitchich, uh, his rights get tossed into that deal as like a sweetener, but it's not going to be the the thing that greases the wheels to to get a, a deal over the finish line. I just, I don't see it happening. What do you think has more value? Pick 45 or Mitchich? Probably Mitchich. It, I mean, it depends. Are you a team like the Thunder or uh, the Orlando Magic or the Houston Rockets or the Detroit Pistons? Because in that case, 
you probably want pick 45 and just take a swing on a young guy. If you're the Boston Celtics, if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, if you're the Dallas Mavericks, you probably prefer Mitchich. So I think I, that, I think that's spot on. It, it depends on the team. Yeah. All right. We got to move on from the slop. Uh, let's take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to do a draft version of Take It or Leave It. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. All right, we are back. Gentlemen, it's the staple of the Uncontested Podcast. The good old reliable, take it or leave it. Game is real simple. I'm going to give you a, a statement that relates to tomorrow night's draft. You simply tell me, are you taking it, meaning you believe it will happen, or you're leaving it, meaning you don't think it's going to happen, you're, you're leaving it be, and give us your explanation. JD, you're first up, my guy. All right. Why am I always last, Jacob? Is it because I go on forever? <laughs> uh, no, not at I'm all. Kidding. I just realized we skipped something in the outline. I don't care. Oh. Um, take it or leave I'm it, being funny. J- JD. A top seven pick in the NBA draft gets traded tomorrow night. Oh, man. I Ultimately, I think I'm going to take it. When, and I don't know how long we, how long do we want to go on on this like how how much do, is this going to be a rapid fire thing how much because i could go i could go on here as to why give us like 30 45 seconds okay uh whenever you're whenever we were about how draft- much how much time they have left in that summary <laughs> oh my god uh what a nightmare um 
whenever we were trying to craft <laughs> trades on Sunday, we found that it was really difficult to to do this for these top picks because so many of these teams do want to stay in. I do think it's likely, though, that a team like the Magic is not necessarily a clear, clean fit at six. They could trade. They could trade back or something of that nature. I think it's more of a trade back situation. Okay, I think that's fair. I like it. And uh, Eamon, I will not chill. <laughs> There's no chill. Taylor, take it or leave it. The top nine prospects, which are Wemby, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, the Thompson boys, Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks, Anthony Black, and Cam Whitmore. Those nine are in some order the nine in basically every major mock draft. Take it or leave it, those nine players go in the top nine of the draft tomorrow, meaning none of them slip out of the top nine. So it's really funny. I was looking at this outline um, before we started the podcast and was thinking, oh, this is an easy one. I'm totally leaving this because there's no way it's going to remain consensus. But then we get here and you and I realize this is my question and I start thinking about it. Well, who is, or you know, who would be the one to jump up and disrupt that top nine? And it gets a little more interesting. However, I'm still going to leave it just because I think there's so much uh, instability, like we've heard so much about, kind of going back to the take or leave it that uh, Silva had, right? We've heard uh, Vicini say that the, the, this is the most quote-unquote smokescreen he's seen leading up to the draft and um, multiple other outlets reporting very similar things. So because of that, I could see a team, especially with wanting to trade up into that top nine, doing so and taking a player and that completely disrupting the rest of, of, of those quote-unquote you know, top nine consensus players. Um, if it's a team wanting to trade up like that, maybe the Jazz with their second pick are wanting to trade up to ensure they get cool Bali before another team is able to. Um, that 10th pick I keep thinking about could be a really good uh, target for a team to go and trade for that pick to be able to get a cool Bali or another player who they're afraid that the Magic at 11 or the Thunder at 12 could, could take. So for all those reasons, I'm going to go ahead and leave it. I, I just find it very unlikely with the instability already leading up to this draft cycle, that those nine will, will go in the top nine. Interesting. Uh, I think if one of those top nine fall, with maybe the exception of Asar, I kind of think Dallas stays at 10 and just makes the pick. They should. If, if Anthony should. Black or Taylor Hendricks or Cam, Cam Whitmore, Whitmore is there, yeah. they, oh just, they just make the pick. Yeah. But the JD. value will be so high there. So high. Yeah. I don't know. May, maybe that makes pick 10 worth more and they can extract right. more value out of it. Right. JD, take it or leave it. All three of Kobe Bufkin, Derek Lively the second, and Bilal Koulibaly go in the lottery. Oh boy. I think uh so it's like in, on my personal uh uninformed non-expertise big board, I would probably have Lively just outside. Um but because of all the intel that's out there, team needs I'm going to take it uh, because all three of these guys fill a lot of needs and are uh, deservedly valued players. I'm taking it. Okay. I think that's fair. I did not know until I watched the ESPN like draft show thing tonight. Derek Lively's dad passed away in 2014. His mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, they asked him like the best thing that happened to him in college and he said using his NIL money to buy his mom a house. Ugh. And his mom 
her breast cancer is in remission since August. Um, and he said that he hoped to get drafted, but he didn't know if his mom would be alive to see him get drafted and get on the stage. Uh, and now she is. And so that's like the most valuable thing to him. And his first NBA checks are going to, uh, paying off her medical bills. I didn't know that until you said that also. No wonder incredible stuff. The rumors yeah. are there about Presty and, and the Thunder liking oh, yeah. him. What a yeah, incredible, incredible stuff. Um also um I don't I don't want to get political. I don't think it's political. <laughs> you shouldn't have to make MBA checks to pay off your medical right. bills because yeah. you unfortunately got cancer in this country. That kind of stuff. True. Yeah. Yep. Taylor, take it or leave it. Gigi Jackson gets drafted in the second round. So I do think this is a take it. I'm going to take it because GG. I mean, there there was all the the talk like throughout the college season um, about him and his. I, I don't want to say off court behaviors ne- necessarily, but like he went on Instagram live and kind of criticized the, the coaches, saying I should have the ball in my hands, um, an unconventional route, which could be a good thing, as we've seen in the past, especially some of these Thunder players, but. Um, where he decided to go, you know, declare a year or reclassify a year early and be able to go to uh, into college year early, uh, ended up going to South Carolina after I, I believe he had interest from other teams, you know, for a year later, if he would have stayed in high school uh, that additional year. Anyways, just a lot of uncertainty surrounding him. Then he goes into the combine. He goes into, doesn't perform. And then he goes into uh, these pre-draft workouts and apparently doesn't, really interview well he's not performing well at these workouts and then there's like pretty legitimate rumors out there and i I say rumors because i can't necessarily verify them but like i've heard from multiple people now he's you know back there like doing a vape pen in front of like a a, a scout or a gm or whatever the case may be now kind of lines up with what we've been hearing about gg so because of that He's obviously falling to the second round, in my opinion. But I think the upside is too high for a team not to take a gamble on him, especially if you have a strong culture culture in place and he's so young. I, I I don't see him going undrafted. So I'll go ahead and say take it. I think Gigi is a second round pick. Fair. I like it. JD, you get one kind of similar to your first one. Your first one was a take it or leave it. A top seven pick gets traded. Your second one, take it or leave it. More than two lottery picks get traded uh yeah I'm, I'm taking it i'm taking it i think with all there is so 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 much smoke this year and i think there has to be some truth in that at least uh, i think yeah at, at least two will get traded um uh, wouldn't be surprised if it was like three i think three or four did last year i think 11 yeah. and 14 got moved last year yeah it feels like there's always a pick like that could be the thunder moving up could be the magic like i said earlier moving down could be the spurs trading in um yeah it's happened i think okay very good taylor the last one take it or leave it an all-star from the past five seasons meaning they've made one all-star appearance at least in the previous five seasons so we're talking some of the best guys in the league some of them maybe a little bit older gets traded on draft night chris Tapp's porzingis does not count because if he gets <laughs> traded tonight Woj is, is before the draft. Yeah. So I'm talking on draft day. An all-star from the past five years gets moved. 
So the last one I felt was kind of easy. This one is quite a bit harder. However, I think I'm going to leave it just because like, for example, we saw this three team trade construction that seemed like it was in place, you know, fall apart at the quote unquote last minute. I think it was probably reported a little prematurely, but that's a podcast for another time. Um, I, I just think it'd be very unique and very tough to be able to trade an all-star player for one of these picks. And I think there's a reason that there's reports coming out about Charlotte wanting to hold on to number two and, um, and the Blazers wanting to hold on to pick three, like Zion or BI, the most quote unquote obvious candidates based off the reporting being traded. I think for one of those picks, it's just very unlikely. So I'm going to leave it. And I just don't see anyone outside of them that would be traded for a top pick, like for example, Detroit at five, I don't think that would be for an all-star player, right? I think it's fair. It's going to be interesting. You guys keep mentioning how many rumors, how much slop is out there. I'm hoping that draft night is like one of those old Nickelodeon shows and the slop, the slime just comes <laughs> slime. out, gets everybody. That'd can be awesome. A, can I we like get it. a slime button in the, in your office tomorrow that'd be incredible Slime bucket all right we are going to make our official thunder draft predictions right on the other side of this break all right we are back gentlemen it's time to land this plane it's time to find this sub <laughs> the passengers may or may not be alive when we find it <laughs> The Malaysian Airlines reference and the submarine reference in the same sentence. It's just all-time Jacob. Peak Jacob. <laughs> got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> let's let's wrap this thing up by making some Thunder Draft predictions. I've seen that a few of you guys have gotten some stuff in the comments. So as we're doing this segment, if you want to get your questions in, now is the time to do it. We will answer them at the end. All three of us have to answer these ones. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. First one. Before, actually, before we dive into them, uh, want to let you guys know real quick: the final Thunder mock draft roundup. Uh, this is just for context before we dive into these questions. ESPN most latest mock today has the Thunder taking Koulibaly. The Athletic most updated mock today has the Thunder taking Buffkin. Bleacher Report who updated today. Has the Thunder taking Lively, The Ringer, Koulibaly, and Yahoo has the Thunder taking Buffkin. Those are the three names like most closely associated uh, that you hear brought up with the Thunder most often here. I think things really take a turn at pick 10 because no one knows what happens at 10. 10 kind of starts to change things in this draft. So here we go. First prediction. Will the Thunder make any trades on draft night. Who goes first? Taylor? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I think they do. And I'm going to go ahead and say they make two trades. Um, oh, yeah. I think they potentially trade up in the draft from 12. And I don't think it's anything crazy. Like, I know it'd be so exciting if they trade up to five and get Jairus Walker. I think it's more likely they trade up to 10 with Dallas or nine and go after a buffkin or whoever it is that like quote unquote the team above is trying to get or a team like atlanta is trying to trade up to 10 to get uh, before the thunder 
So I'm going to go ahead and say two. I also just find it very unlikely with that 50th pick that they find much much value. And I think there's some teams, like for example, the Sixers are trying to get into the the second round of the draft to get it like kind of like a two-way prospect to have on their team. Um, and the Thunder roster is just really full. Like there's a lot of value there. I think that they could get even with having the 50th pick. So for those reasons, I'm going there. They're, they're, they'll have uh, two, two draft night trades. Okay. Silva? Uh, I'm going to go, yeah. I think they will. Um, mostly because, and I'm not even sure like which direction they're going to go. I don't know if they're going to, like Taylor said, go all the way up to like five uh, or go the eight, nine, ten range just to get their guy in that in that general cluster of picks. I just don't think it's... It, it is more likely to me that they try and consolidate all of these, this surplus, this true surplus of assets they, that they have uh, now rather than later. I think I think now is the time to do that. So I'm going to say yes. I like it. As much as I would love it, I'm going to go no. I, I guess technically yes, because the trade with Denver technically hasn't been finalized yet. Mm-hmm. But if we're not counting that, I'm going to say they just stay put at 12. I don't want that, but that's my, just the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. I hope we get fireworks. So prediction number two, who will the Thunder select if they stay at 12? We get to pick 12. The Thunder are on the clock. We're watching the draft. Commissioner Silver walks out to the podium. He's got the card. The pick has not been traded. What name is he reading? This is the 12th overall pick. The Oklahoma City Thunder select. So tough. It is. That guy's not uh, the draft. <laughs> you got it, Sola? You got one in Not mind? really. It feels like it's such a crapshoot. Like, I've had friends be like, hey, who are they taking? Who are they taking? I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going to say Buffkin uh, just because. <laughs> but it could be like one of six names, I feel. Yeah, I'm going to go Buffkin as well. Um, and the reason I think the Thunder may trade up to the 10th or 9th spot is because I think Buffkin has some suitors uh, above OKC that would be interested in him. And I keep thinking about his pre-draft process, all the reports coming out or really the lack thereof. It's the same report that it's been a very quiet process from both his camp um, and his workouts. It's, it's been kind of secretive. He obviously fits with the Thunder like, and then you look at his agency, his represent representation, it's Wasserman and, and Pat Foucher who the Thunder have a great relationship with. So I'm not saying that it, that necessarily means that it's for sure the Thunder have made a draft promise to Kobe Bufkin. I don't think that's the case, but I think there's certainly some interest there from OKC. And because of that, um, if he were to fall to OKC at 12, I would think the same. So I'm going to go Bufkin over Cole Bali. I'm trying to like anti-jinx it and go with like the opposite. Uh, give me Cole Bali. Okay. They will take Koulibaly at 12. And then Jacob's going to be frantically going on to YouTube, looking up highlights, trying to talk himself. Well, into you know Koulibaly. what? He is pretty lengthy. He's a young guy. Got a lot of upside. I'll talk myself into hey, it. Hey, 6'8". <laughs> Thought he was 6'6". Six, six. Big old boy. Next one. How many players do the Thunder draft tomorrow night? Quick answer. One. Quick answer. Two. I'll go two as well. I'll go two. (laughs) Yeah. I will go two. Next one. We're almost done. Do the Thunder trade a current player on the roster? This kind of ties into where is it? Um, 
Dashin10 asked, do we think uh, Poku will remain on the team after tomorrow night? It kind of ties into this bigger one I have of, do the Thunder trade any of the current rostered players tomorrow evening? I think they could. I, I, I do think they could. I don't. I think it would be someone like a if they draft a Buffkin and they have to trade up to do it, maybe you send Trey Mann out just for to clear up some reps on ball for Buffkin. I think it'd be something like that. Or if they're trading up for a guy like Jarris, maybe it's Trey Mann and something else. Maybe it is like a Poku type of player in, in that scenario. I think this is a situation that could occur if the Thunder are looking to trade back in to the first round after selecting at 12 or moving up, whatever, whatever they end up doing. If they want another first-round player in this draft they feel really good about, I could see this obviously happening due to that. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. I guess this isn't take or leave it. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, if it were take or leave it, I would leave it because I just don't think it's likely that it happens on draft night. However, by the end of the season – or sorry, end of the offseason uh, – you know, after the end of training camp, I wouldn't be surprised to see somebody on this past year's roster moved, but I, I just don't think it'll probably happen on draft night. I said no trades, so none of those guys are getting moved. Consistent. Last one, a bonus one before we hit the comments. Sam Presti's media availability after the draft tomorrow night. Do we get some sort of information, some sort of concrete information about Vasile Micic. Another quick answer for me. I'm going, no, <laughs> no way that Pressy mentions that. It, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say no as well. I'm going to say yes. There he goes. He's going to say something about Micic. Uh, Silva, do you want to take us through the comments real quick and hit a few of these questions? Yeah, let's see. Let's see what we got. There's so many comments tonight. Uh, so many comments. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. Will we already did the Will Poku remain on the Thunder? Uh oh, uh, this is a fun one from uh, Carrie. Do you think uh, so? Woj not tweeting out picks. Do you think uh, Sham as well? Uh, one hundred percent. Yeah, Woj said on the Ryan Rosillo podcast that he is not going to tweet out the picks partially because uh what was his reasoning his twitter crashes too often yeah and basically he wanted to focus more on the broadcast side of the espn stuff and focus more on the trades and less on uh tweeting out the pick he said he doesn't see much value in tweeting it out 30 seconds before the commissioner answers it or yeah. announces it i think shams will still do it yeah i agree uh totally agree um let's see what else we have ba -ba -ba -ba. Are we going to have Sham's notifications on tomorrow night, Silva? I think maybe we can have one person dedicated to looking at it. I think and that's like, fair. And like if it's deemed, like I can just be on, I can just have it. And if it's deemed like a worthy thing, then I can relay it or something like that. I think that's fair. We definitely want to hear the uh, the trades. Yes. Not so much worried about the picks. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there are so many, so many comments. I love it. Yeah. A lot of years, too. Exciting time. Gary mm -hmm. brings up a good point here. He says he wonders if Denver would want to trade for Mitchich. I wonder if Mitchich is going to get roped into this Thunder-Denver pick trade for 37 and the future first and all of that. 
Um, I wonder if Mitchich gets involved in that and ends up out in Denver playing with his buddy. A lot of sense. A lot of sense. Um, Maybe that's why he was flying in. Sorry, Silva. Maybe that's why he was flying into OKC around the same time that this trade occurred. That would make some sense. Uh, We have another one from uh, Dash and 10. Uh, Where did it go? What do you think Toronto will do? I don't see any pick making them better. Do you think both Siakam and OG are on Toronto after the trade? It sounds like they want to keep both of them. Gary Trent opted in, and they're offering Fred Van Vliet a lot of money to re-sign. So apparently they're just running it back. That's very strange to me. You know, the uh, play-in team. Run it back. (laughs) Masai is just horrified of... Which is weird because they just hired a new coaching staff that's all like developmental. Uh, D'Lore Baby says, do you think there's a way we can land Bufkin and Koulibaly using the Utah pick in 2024 and 2024 Rockets pick, for example? It's interesting. I think to do that, you'd have to get 10 from um, Dallas. And I think to get 10 straight up from Dallas, not swap with 12, it would take two future firsts and a player. Maybe that's where Mitch goes. Maybe it's JRE. They don't, they wouldn't have any use for a Trey man. Maybe it's like a JRE. Maybe it's like a Poku and two picks and Mitchich to get number 10. You get 10 and 12. But Dallas would have to get enough value that they can, I mean, they could then turn around and swap those two firsts that they just got uh, one for a player and then the other for another player. and, And it, kind of breaks their asset up a little bit. Maybe something like that. I don't know. But Buffkin and Kolobali both on this team, I just think that's a lot. I think you get into into a situation where there's too many, not too many mouths to feed, but way too many projects that Mm -hmm. you're invested in. And your assets are maybe spread a little too thin. I agree. I think uh, that is very fair. Uh, Connor asks, why did we not work out Jairus Walker? I can't get that tweet out of my mind saying he only worked out for picks five through nine. Another Thunder talked to him at the combine. He might've worked out for the Thunder and just didn't say it. Like hoops hype has a spreadsheet of each team and who's all worked out for them. And they don't have anybody on the Thunder just because the Thunder don't leak who works out for them. Right. Portland is shooting media videos of their draft workouts. And then uh, somebody like um, New Orleans like has media availability with those guys. Indiana has media availability with those draft prospects. The Thunder don't do that. The Thunder, are, I mean, if you've ever read Stephen Adams' book, if you haven't, I highly suggest you do. But in Stephen Adams' book, when he talks about getting drafted, the Thunder flew him to like three different airports before they flew him to OKC to throw the scent off for everybody. They flew him to Phoenix to make people think he was going there to work (laughs) out. And then they flew him to like New Orleans and then they flew him to Oklahoma city. Crazy. That's absurd. I had not heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They they do do some crazy stuff. The other thing too, is that like, again, we always talk about this with trays. It takes two to tango. You have to think, think about this Connor from the other side agency and player value they want their player to be drafted as high as possible for there to be the, the best intel and you know the smoke scream mystique like 
if Jarris were to go and work out for the Thunder, who have currently have picked 12 and haven't traded to traded up to get him, then that makes people think that or other teams, rival teams think that you think you're a prospect could potentially your your player that you represent could potentially fall to pick 12. And that's why you don't see like, for example, um, Scoot Henderson and, you know, that he went to go work out for the Rockets. Uh, Brandon Miller didn't go and work out for the Rockets, at least that we know. Um, that's a large reason why as well. Are the, are the Thunder allowed to make Jairus sign like an NDA? Like, hey, you're not allowed to say you worked out for us. That feels unlikely. But. For what it's worth, like Grady, draft promise. Grady Dick posted uh, an Instagram story. Uh, last year, Scotty Barnes posted one when he was in OKC. I think the, the Thunder can't like tell them not to do that, but I think the Thunder hate it. Yeah. It was, there was not a lot of that this year. And I did hear from somebody if there was a reason for that. I think that, um, the Thunder communicated to prospects coming in that they would, they would prefer if if they did not post anything. Totally agree. Um, last one. Let's do this one right here. How would you guys feel about Buffkin and Lively instead of Buffkin and Koulibaly, I guess? I would love that. Me too. Yeah, I, I don't get the Lively stuff. Like, I don't think they're looking to pair Chet with another front court guy right now because you haven't seen Chet play with the team. Like, you right. can't put you can't put the cart before the horse. Agreed. Yeah, I do Absolutely. think the lively stuff is smokes. Uh, we, I think it was Vassini reported a lot of smoke coming from OKC in all directions. Right, trade up, trade down, trade back, trade out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think the lively interest probably is real to an extent, um, but I would assume that that's a lot of smoke. Also, yeah. just like James Booknight, for example. So, I totally agree. I, I have one more. Silva, let's pump some outro music. Let's get out of here, and we'll finish with this last one. ESPN and The Athletic today both mentioned three names tied to the Thunder. Buffkin, Lively, Koulibaly. Top of your head right now, what percentage chance do we have with the Thunder leaving the draft tomorrow night with one of those three? Silva? Uh, 50. Taylor? I'd go more like 65%. Give me 35 Spicy. Presty does some weird stuff. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Live stream was hopping tonight, but you know what? It's going to get wild tomorrow. The degenerates will be out. Come join us on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook as we go through all of the NBA draft first round. It's going to be a blast. We're going to break down every pick. We're going to talk every trade. We're going to be ridiculous. We're going to have a blast. You don't want to miss it. Make plans to tune into the YouTube stream wherever you're watching from. Get in the comments. We'll be talking about all of them. Cannot wait for tomorrow night. It's going to be a blast. You guys, enjoy draft day. Have a good time. We will see you tomorrow, 6.30 Central Time, 30 minutes before the draft starts. Make sure you're there. And until then, thunder up. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. 
And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.